Many of us are aware there are verses in the Bible, especially in the book of Proverbs, that instruct us not to argue with a fool. Hi folks, this is Andy, the analytical preacher. What does it actually mean not to argue with a fool? And more importantly, really, how do we apply this to living as Christians today? If if all scripture is valuable for us, we're told in Timothy to help us live better Christian lives. And how do we apply this to ourselves today? Let me start by looking at a verse, Proverb 23, 9, that kind of helps us see why it's not a good idea to argue with a fool. Proverbs 23, 9 says, Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the good sense of your words. That's Old Testament. We can do the same thing in the New Testament. In his second letter to Timothy, Paul writes this in chapter 2, verse 23. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. So if we let Scripture define itself, which we always want to do, if we let Scripture define itself, I think the cleanest definition of what the Bible means by a fool or arguing with a fool comes from Proverbs 18. The second verse of Proverbs 18 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding but only in expressing his opinion. So the Bible is saying there are individuals out there, they'll talk, they'll debate, they'll argue, they'll kind of goad you in, but they're not interested in learning. They're not interested in what you say. They're not interested in any new evidence or any facts that they've not considered. They're not looking for an alternative view. They're not going to process any competing or disqualifying evidence, they've already decided that they hold a particular opinion and they're going to hold that opinion no matter what. And I think that general definition of who the fool is and why we don't argue with the fool, again, it's confirmed in a number of places. We're not going to go through them all. I'll throw one more out here. Proverbs twelve fifteen. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. That's important. So the opposite of a fool is not just someone that wants to argue and breed quarrels, but it's someone that ignores good sense. And the fool is someone who is only interested in expressing their own opinion. The opposite of the fool, and it's always useful when we define Bible terms, it will often define what the term is and what the opposite of the term is. The opposite is the wise man who listens to advice. They're open to counter information, etc. Now, here's the issue. Unfortunately, I hear folks use this phrase a lot. They'll walk away from someone or they'll fail to engage someone in a conversation. And their justification is, The Bible tells me not to argue with a fool. Sometimes it'd be a little bit more dramatic and say, the Bible tells me not to argue with an idiot. I think more often than not, when I hear someone use that biblical justification for backing out of a conversation, they're actually doing it because they just want to avoid having a conversation or discussion with someone who they know has different opinions from theirs. And sometimes when we have opinions but we're not altogether convinced inside ourselves that our opinions are right, but we've decided that's what we're going to believe, that's how we're going to live, and that's what we're going to go with, 
then we become pretty sensitive to information, to evidence, to facts that might counter our position. So what the Bible is not teaching Christians to do is to avoid discussing things with people that hold different opinions than ours. The Bible is not telling us to avoid having discussions with people, to avoid exploring different facts that might support my cause and harm my cause so that I can take advice, refine what I believe, refine how I act, etc. Now, obviously, there are absolute truths. There are things that we just don't need to discuss, right? So, biblical concepts, God, that Christ is God, that Christ is Lord and Savior. Scientifically, you might say, well, we really don't discuss any longer that the universe had a beginning. The universe did have a beginning. We don't really discuss whether gravity is a constant force in nature. We can see that gravity is a constant force in nature. There are things that we call laws, like the first law of thermodynamics or the second law of thermodynamics. I'm not interested in having conversations with individuals who want to debate that those things don't hold. Those things do hold. So there are absolute truths. There are absolute biblical truths, and there are absolute scientific proofs. But the truth is, most of those truths, most of the things that have been proven scientifically, most of the things that the Bible has confirmed with prophecy, fulfillment, etc., those things tend to be relatively small in number. And the real issue becomes things like our opinions about politics, our opinions about economics, our opinions about the best way to raise our children relative to how they how we allow them to engage with social media or other parts of modern culture etc there are so many things that christians know we should do we should serve our communities we should serve worldwide really if we can take mission trips if not send money to those who can but there's always those application questions How do I best serve in my community? Who do I best serve in my community? How do I know money sent overseas is being sent, is being spent effectively for the cause for which I am sending it? Those are the things where having conversation with those who may have different opinions becomes incredibly valuable. The fool goes into those conversations to say, I am only interested in telling you how I'm currently doing it, telling you why that's right, and shutting down debate when you try to refine my position. So I think one of the ways that the Bible would say to us today, and I can hear Jesus just saying this as plain as day, how do I apply Jesus this idea that I'm not to argue with a fool, and the fool is this person who won't listen to advice, and they only want to express their own opinion? And Jesus would say, well, let's start here. How about hold a mirror up? And see if you're that person. When it comes to these political or life application areas of Christianity, again, no one's doubting that Christians should love their children. No one's doubting that Christians should raise their children in the church. But there are a wide variety of opinions. Do we homeschool? Do we private Christian school? Do we public school but with heavy guardrails? Do we allow our children on social media? What's the right age to give your child a phone? Do you give your child an allowance or not? 
What type of punishment do you use as the first line of defense? What's the most dramatic form of punishment you'll use as a last line of defense? There's a thousand different opinions on those things. And I think the first thing a Christian has to say is, am I someone, if I discuss, who are we going to vote for for mayor? Am I going to allow my child to have a phone and get on social media? And if so, at what age? How am I going to serve my community? Am I enabling people if I serve in the wrong way versus can I really give someone who's had a bad rap in life a hand up that might serve as a catalyst for them really being able to make some dramatic improvements of their own later on? All of those questions we don't know all the answers to, though most of us will immediately have an, oh, no, you do or don't give your child a phone. Oh, no, you do or don't spank your child. Oh, no, you do or don't send your child to private Christian school. Most of us will have an immediate opinion on those things. The fool is someone who sets their opinion intuitively, hunkers down, only expresses that opinion actively seeks to argue with people who disagree with that opinion, but is never open to any facts or value that they might bring to helping develop a better solution for everybody involved. That's a challenging, challenging thing to do, to look in the mirror and say, am I somebody who spends more time expressing my opinions to others? Or am I somebody who spends as much time seeking the opinion of others? Am I someone who has probably seen valid advice go by the wayside because it was different than what I was currently doing? Or am I someone who has, I can point to examples where I have changed the way I do service in my community, the way I raise my children, the way I vote, which candidate I voted for in a local election, a number of different things. If you can't point to an area where you've had your opinions and process changed and you feel on the outside afterwards, wow, I think I'm making better Christian decisions. I think I'm making better Christian actions because I changed my application there, because I changed how I go about living and doing that particular part of my life. If you can't think of one of those areas, then I think you have to go back and say, wow, do I only express my opinion? Do I only start arguments that I think I can win, etc.? But I do think the application that it sounds like is so obvious in these verses is one of the obvious applications of these verses. If you know that person that is always trying to needle you and goad you into a debate, the Bible is just saying, don't do it. You have a right to set a boundary about who you communicate with and how you communicate with them. And anyone that I can speak to about Christ, anyone I can speak to about the message of the gospel, then I will keep some line of communication open to that person and try to move in that direction. But for those individuals who have said, I am only interested in quarrels, I disagree with you, Andy, about my life's philosophy, about religion. I disagree with you about politics. I disagree with you about how you best serve the community and raise children and everything else. And I'm going to continue to needle you just because I think you're wrong. And usually those individuals tend to be very self-focused and extremely arrogant. And if you run into an individual 
that literally just constantly wants to poke and pick and start a fight because they are so convinced that they are right. Their goodness, their morality, their intelligence is so superior. They just know that they're right. And instead of really trying to move you in a better direction, they really just want to belittle you and ridicule you because you don't hold their opinion. The Bible says absolutely. Don't speak in front of those people. Don't bother to try to change the opinion of those people until they move themselves. And certainly don't argue with fools like that. That is an absolute waste of your time. Christ told his disciples when he sent them out to begin training them for evangelism, He said, if you get into a town and the people there are at least open to what you're saying, maybe they don't all convert to Christianity, but if they're at least open to what you're saying, then stay in the first place that will take you in and give you a mat. Don't worry about looking for the nicest place to stay or the most, the lady that cooks the best food. Hunker down in the first place you can find and then speak to the people there. But for those who just say, we're not interested in this, and all we're going to want to do is debate, 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 then just shake the dust off your feet and move on. So I think there's a very real difference for a Christian. I get questions every day from people. I don't understand this about faith. I don't like this about the Bible. I get questions all the time. And honest questions, even if they're extremely difficult, and coming from people who are emotionally peaked because of challenging circumstances in their life. I am more than willing to answer any and all questions. But again, the individuals in my life who just want to argue, who just want to needle me because they're so convinced they're right and I'm wrong, they're so convinced they're moral and I'm not, etc. The Bible just says, cut them off, you're wasting time. But again, the first life application for us today may be Am I that person that spends more time expressing and re-expressing my opinion? Am I that person that starts the nitpick and fight? Am I the person that keeps the quarrel and the dissension and the division alive or not? Or can I say a time when my opinions have been refined by others so that I know I'm not the fool, but more the wise man who can take advice? That would be our first application of the Don't argue with a fool Proverbs that we find in the Old Testament. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Andy.